did I watch Jam with uh, some old time blues folks at bar last night. How are you, sir? I'm not too bad, guys. Sorry about yesterday. Yeah, no everybody sweat. in this country seems to be dying. That's horrible, man. Yeah. Your kid's okay, though, right? Oh, he's grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little good, 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 good. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, Shizzy said, NBC can't shut that clip down. Yeah, let's hope not. S somebody who wrote the song will probably come along with the algorithm and stop us. Who knows? But uh, that kid was great, dude. Joe, last night we went to uh, there's a there's a, a seafood restaurant in Kendall called the Fish House, and every I didn't know it. We go there to eat all the time, but every mm -hmm. Wednesday and Thursday they have uh, Wednesday night is jazz night, Thursday night is blues night, and uh, they let people come up and play with them. And this is a friend of our son who's 16 who's been playing since he was like six. So that was well, super cool, man. Yeah, it was awesome, awesome, great show. So the Fish House, you said it was okay. Fish House, yeah, awesome food too. By the way, really good food. Anyway, yeah, like, Sean, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not a lot, guys. Not a lot. Just um, kind of usual stuff. Um, hoping for the market to actually do something interesting, which it doesn't appear willing to do at the moment. <laughs> um, so still, still just chopping away. God, the volume's awful. No, nothing, dude. Like, literally, you know, um, ch January chop, chop for the moment, anyway. Um, yeah. so I've been exactly. writing a few algos and trying to keep myself out of too much trouble. Well, I, I know that's not an easy thing for you to do, so I'm glad to hear you're <laughs> making that effort. Although that's I did, awesome. I don't know, Ed listens to the show. I want to thank him. He, he got me a, a Dublin Bitcoin um, Bitcoin um, uh, hoodie. Um, I saw, was, was that that clip the other day? The, the, the yeah, that, that, that was um, to uh, Ed and a mate of mine column. And um, it was brilliant. I mean, he's... He's significantly underestimate, underestimated my general girth, but other than that, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, you got to get those reverse tapered hoodies, you know, so it kind of 
spreads out a little bit at the bottom. Stop drinking Guinness, and that's clearly not. We didn't get to see a picture with you wearing it. No, 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 no. I don't. Uh, there's no pictures of me on the internet. There, there we go. It's Ed to the right with the pints. Thanks, Ed. Hardcore Bitcoiner, by the way. Nice. And Colin is a guy who used to work with me in the mines. So um, down the mines, down the Bitcoin mines. So, nice. Uh, good to, there you go. I like that shirt. That's pretty awesome. I, I, he, I think he designed it himself. He made the B a a a, um, a Bitcoin B. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, very happy with it. I just have to go on a diet now. Joe, I think we'll just have to go out there to pick up a shirt, if nothing else. Guys, you have to come to McDade's. Like, come on, if it's good enough for Hillary, it's good enough for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, any 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 place serving Guinness in the old country is good enough for me. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's a selection. There's a selection. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, Sean, today we have, uh, uh, you said you wanted to talk about uh, cycles and longer term trading. Yeah, like one of the things we discussed for anybody who's interested in kind of, you know, a view of how to play the market um, was, have I got the wrong screen sharing? I think I do. Oh, hang on, let me just see. Can I, so I've got so many fucking screens, excuse my language. So many screens, oh, it's difficult to know have what's going on. Have you not listened to this show that you're actually saying, excuse my language? Yeah, it's fucking cool, dude. Don't worry about it, man. It's fucking good. So I, I, think, I think for anybody who's kind of interesting in trading, um, that some of the some of the best things that you can do are really to trade multiple time frames. Yeah. Right. So um, if you know, I like I kind of look at it, and you can pick a, a selection. But I think trading one time is a bit of a one time frame is a bit of a mistake, but. I do cycle length trades or half cycle length. So you consider a cycle, a bull cycle and a bear cycle. I'll open a trade at the beginning of a bull cycle, uh, close it at the near the top if, if I'm lucky, and then um, ride, it, uh, ride it the opposite direction. So they're kind of maximum long time frames. And I don't touch them. Um, I'll do kind of some swing trades, which could be a week or a month. Um, I do some manual scalping every swap in which again, you know, I'd be fairly active, but you know, a couple of hours, probably maximum two days uh, and then high frequency stuff, which is all algo. But right. the, the, the thing is when you trade in these different um, timeframes, you can begin to look at your portfolio in what I call positional terms. Um, so for, for example, um, I kind of flip long Bitcoin down around. Actually, I was very lucky. I, I got the caught the peak of bottom on that. Okay, now I, I let that trade ride um, pretty much all the way up to here. Again, blind luck. Um, but because I have such a you know, so effectively net long for a year and a half, yeah, whatever right. whatever length time that was. But that gives me lots of flexibility then. When it comes to trading different time frames so for example if i'm 100 units long here okay i can start to um rather than take profit here i can start to create um shorter time frame counter trades so shorts yeah so for example i you know i would have been shorting all the way, all the way along here so when you look at 
trading in different time frames in terms of positional trading, if you've managed to catch a top of a top or a bottom of a cycle, it opens up a huge potential to be able to trade against that position for smaller moves, okay, without closing the position. Right. So, so for example, you know, if, if you can catch a move like this, wherever you catch it from, and you're 100 units, you can take 25 short here and not get into this game of constantly opening and closing longer-term trades. Right. Okay. Because they're... Even if you called it wrong, let's say that you shorted here, yeah, you called right. it wrong, wrong. Still, net net, you're way positive, yeah. Right. So Makes if sense. I'm 20, 25 short here, I'm 100 long here. Basically, it's and and I get caught, and and the, you know, and my short here is is still you know is wrong and it's still running. I won't close that because effectively, it's a form of take profit without profit because. Without, without having the closed positions, since I'm long 100 here, short 25 here, from here on in, I'm net 75, okay, with, with that 75 still in profit. So, again, a lot of kind of, I, I hate to use the word professional, but maybe full-time might be a better way of, of expressing it. Traders will trade an asset long and short um, on completely different time frames. Okay. okay, and it's an inc it's incredible the amount of flexibility that gives you. Okay, so if you you know if you can catch a down move, you know a significant a year year and a half long trade, you can effectively trade against that risk free. Nice. Okay, nice. so you're never getting yourself into a position of, but because what I find a lot of new traders will do is that they play the compounding game. Yeah, so you know if you're lucky enough to to kind of catch along here and then it pulls back you're closing it and then you're compounding it or you're adding to it but what you're actually doing is if this is your average entry you're dragging your average entry all the way up and it looks like you're printing a load of profit until you get it wrong and then you just get completely fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. right because <laughs> you're pounding in so because you're stacking onto the size of the trade you're making the trade much bigger and then when those losses hit it's taking a much bigger chunk of what you had. Um, whereas if you're shorting against it on different time frames, yeah. um, you still have the gains that you had over the long term because you maintained that trade. Um, and you can maybe catch some of those shorts and make money on those on those down down. Beats. Yeah. And, and, and so what, what I'd recommend to anybody who obviously this only applies to Bitcoin or something will still be here in 10 years. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm not fucking joking. You're not joking. No, you? you're not joking. And you're probably right. <laughs> I actually, one of the conversations in, in the pub the other night, I was kind of going, you know, I mean, which asset's still going to be here in 10 years? This is a good question to ask yourself. And which yeah. asset's still going to be here in 100 years? Mm. Uh, yeah. and, hey, Sean, Sean, quick question, buddy. When you're, for, for me and the listeners, when you're um, putting those shorts on as the, the price is going up, how far above the current price are you setting those? Are you like 10% above? Are you right on the price? Or are you 40% above? Like, where are you positioning the shorts, I guess, strike I'll, price? I'll just be doing doing very sledgehammer technical technical trading. Yeah, so I'll go, okay. look, you know, I, I will put this all the way on, on um, you know, significant levels mm -hmm. of resistance. And again, 
You know, there was a lot of people who tried to short it here and got and got walloped. You know, uh, as did as did I. But the point is, because my short is always significantly smaller than my long. Okay, I can let that run and not sweat about it because I'm looking mm -hmm. at a net position rather than each individual trade. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Down, I'm long Bitcoin from there. I'm up 10x. I've got a short from there. Um, I'm down one X, but I'm down one X of 25% of, of, of the long. Okay. So I don't need to close it. And what I can do is then just constantly um, add. And, and again, everybody mm -hmm. talks, you know, one of the things I would say is as we approach the bottom, hopefully, um, in the market and is how do you, it's very, a lot of people will try just to, you know, do a trade or do four trades and just say, look, I want to get in. Yeah. And fundamentally, in my opinion, there's only two types of bottoms and the type of bottom you, you, you know, how do you catch something like this? This is a classic accumulation bottom. Yeah. Okay. Went down reflexive, but basically we stuck in range for, you know, before the actual breakout, which is very, you know, the funny thing is breakouts are very clear in hindsight. These are weekly candles, yeah? <laughs> right. So mm -hmm. we were there for, um, you know, five, six months. This is classic accumulation, um, you know, w with all the, the inherent chop. Um, a lot of people would see this as a V recovery. It wasn't. It's a reflective bounce off support. Um, everybody got fucked. But when it broke out, it broke a technical level and went up. Anyway, it's kind of a classic UW, um, but, but mostly it's an accumulation bottom. There's lots and lots of time, okay, um, if you can keep your mind um, straight about it. And this is a V bottom, yeah, the, the, the COVID crash, yeah, where basically, you know, in two weeks, you missed it, okay? Um, what, what, I, what I would say about when we come to this bottom, it's going to be this or this, yeah? Um, I never said three cases. <laughs> I'm unpopular enough as a pair without that shit, dude. <laughs> Maybe that's a personal question. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with three K, but but not um um. It's, I, I'll come to, to, to the DCA, Roberta. So I, I'm not a fan of DCAing on long-term trades. Um, let's assume for the minute Bitcoin bottoms like this every time, actually. Every Bitcoin bottom is like, it. you know, there's no real Vs in it until COVID where you can clearly see huge, just that it just went down, plunged too deep and it just went down. But virtually all bottoms in bitcoin are um, and crypto in general are these kind of accumulation bottoms yeah um, right. you can argue maybe not back here but jesus that's a lifetime ago um if you recognize that and if you say look this is a three to six month process and you're going to get chopped and if we don't get this then i have a simple recommendation which is if you wanted to invest a thousand dollars into a coin yeah okay mm -hmm. ignore the price and buy ten dollars a day buy it over 100 days right. okay this is you know a a t-wop type type of trade where time weighted what you achieve there is a time weighted average price okay 
So rather than playing the DCA game, yeah, because without a V, you're going to get this kind of chop that makes it, when, when we do bottom, I don't think we bottom come back to that. You're going to get this kind of chop where all of a sudden, because it's pumping, you're going to start piling in and then you get screwed. It's the way markets work. Uh, markets are there, you know, to take your money. Whereas if you just closed your eyes and went, look, I have $1,000 to spend on this particular asset, okay? Um, since we haven't had a black swan, and I'll come back to how to identify a V. A V and a black swan are identical, yeah? Okay. Right. Even these types of... So if there's no black swan, there's going to be no V. And we're going to have accumulation in my... Again, none of this is financial advice, okay? Just opinions. Um, and so give yourself 100 days, okay? And just buy it every day. Don't look at the fucking price even, yeah? And right. what you will do is you will end up developing a price in the middle of this range which, trust me, if you can get an average entry price, okay, somewhere in the middle of a range like this, you're going to print a fucking fortune. Again, Beautiful. in a cycle long trade, yes? Right, right. Okay. And I would also say you do exactly the same as the FOMO gets too much. Yeah, mm -hmm. scale out, you know, at this stage, your $1,000 is $5,000, yeah? So... You, you take out, you know, 50, 50 bucks a day for 100 days, okay? And what you manage to do here is you take the meat and the sandwich with minimal risk, minimal FOMO, minimal FUD, yeah? And, Makes sense. And once you establish a position, okay, then you can play your kind of fast scalper games if that's your thing or your swing trades, against that or even with it if that's your gig I, I wouldn't recommend with it because if you can do that you, you will find that over the course and again if you look at you would have got out here if you played this game yeah right um, because that was actually the, the, the top and do you want to know you would have done really fucking well yeah there's, there's way more time in this game than people think. People seem to think that, you know, they need to do instantaneous reactions to things, yeah? Um, right. and, and, yeah, if you're, if you're trading, but the, the risk-free money, as risk-free as it gets, is obvious. And, again, it looks easy, you know, getting in at the bottom and getting in at the top. But you will begin to see signs of accumulation. You will begin to see signs of distribution. Um and it it happens over a much longer period than than people's minds think it does. Yeah. yeah. So like I, you know, I I'm, the best trade I ever did was I I went fucked on short here on this. It's best because it was my first proper trade, I should say, back in 2018. <laughs> and I can clearly remember that crash happening in a day. Yeah. One hundred percent. As clear as I can tell you the day. Okay. Um, I can tell you the hotel I arrived in and being in the hotel and being on my laptop and going, I'm a fucking trading genius. It actually took <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. It's incredible. Yeah. So what, what you, the moves are never as fast as they feel they are. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It always takes much longer. And that I, I, if you asked me, honestly, if I didn't look at this, I would tell you that all happened in one day. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, uh, and it, well, it, it happens in well over a month, month and a half. And the other advantage to this strategy is, 
you know, this is a 24 hour, seven day a week market. And it's painfully stressful when you're trying to time this shit. It's stressful if you let it be stressful. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean, people, people trying to judge and time it is, you know, in shorter timeframes is much more painful to do. Uh, Or at least lack of sleep is more painful. In any market though. Yeah. You short-term timing just doesn't work. But you know, um, Sean, I just love that twapping exit that you mentioned. I mean, I have never thought of it that way before of exiting like 50 bucks a day for a hundred days. Um, you know, cause I'm one of those guys just sitting there going, all right, I'm up eight, 12 X, you know, maybe it's time to move on. And when I make the decide, decision to move on, I'm pretty much taking out 75 to 85% of it and then letting the rest just sit as gravy. But, you know, I like this strategy better because it takes all the emotion and you don't have to make a decision other than let's start swapping out over 100 days. You don't have to go like, I missed it. Yeah. Exactly. And even if, you know, even if you took a longer period and something like this happens, um, then it's okay as well because, you, you know, your entry price is good and there's still, you know, you could still be T-wapping it out here. But the point, the fundamental point I'm going to look, if you want to place long cycle trades which i mm-hmm. think there's an unbelievable benefit in because it gives you a position to trade against and right. you can believe me you can really print a lot of money by trading at higher frequencies but if you're trading against somewhere where there's literally no way you can lose okay it takes the emotions out of it mm-hmm. yeah sense. worst case you're losing temporarily probably a little bit of profit yeah you know, you're, you're down a bit. But again, as we come towards the end of this kind of um, bear cycle, hopefully, um, then I, I think, you know, if it's a V-shape, and you'll know it's a V-shape because there'll have to be some significant news, yeah? Right. Then I go, yeah, look, do your 25, 50, 100, whatever, catch it, yeah? Um, but these are incredibly rare, yeah? You know, even, you know, yeah. the thing, not, none of this is... None of this is substantive. This is the normal bottoming process. Um, it happens um, when the market is basically bored um, and so on. And you could even argue, like if you, if, even um, again, not as just, if you thought 138 is the bottom, which, which it could be, I think it may be lower, you could even just start this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, or, or I think the bottom's in three months or six months or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Just, Take that time frame and start. And what you will do is you'll generate an average, you know, this time-weighted average entry, okay? That removes the stress and removes everything about it. And then when you have that position, okay, you can, you're now in a position to, again, this is what I do. You can, you can play the game in other ways. Um, but the classic game of, you know, the, and again, from the traders I've seen over the years, which is take it, re-enter, take it, re-enter. It always ends with basically, it's, it's you know, in trader terminology, you know, they, they say the market's very good at loaning you money. And what happens during this period, the market is loaning you money and it always gets it back with interest because you're compounding, you're compounding 100K laser eyes, whatever, you know, the, you know, the, the flipping, whatever the fucking narrative is, Okay, up here is that one time where your emotions are gone. No, this is really going now. Um, I've been a superstar for the past 12 months. I've just been printing money like a fucking legend. Okay, and then the market goes, okay, thanks. I'll have it all back. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sean, I think one of the things that's probably most difficult is identifying these ranges, right? Like if you wanted to uh, invest in that, in, in the bottom for those hundred days, knowing, knowing when, when you've kind of hit that cycle. Now you kind of touched on that a moment ago, but um, I'm wondering what kind of things can, are, are you using primarily technical analysis for this? Are you just saying, Hey, look, the volume's down, the volatility's down, people are bored. So- There's some really simple ways to do it. If you, when you're always, whenever you're trading, zoom at yeah. Look at monthly candles, look at weekly candles, and only then go into your lower time frames. Yeah. yeah. Um, because another big mistake I, I see people make is they think four hour candles are high time frame candles. They're not. Weeklies, when you're looking at an asset, and always look at a chart, don't, don't look at percentage changes because when you're in shop, up 10%, down 10%, up 10%, it's meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. With a chart, you can give it some context. But I would say that this is completely fucking obvious, yeah? Because what do you, what, seriously, because what you've clearly done, done here is you've lost momentum for an extended period of time, yeah? What you've clearly done here is you've lost momentum. You've lost momentum. Okay, COVID, black swan, take out black swans, okay? There's such a loss of momentum that on higher time frames. It, it's it's effectively self-evident, yeah? When we're strongly trending, okay, you don't get these losses of momentum, yeah? Okay, this is not a loss of momentum. I mean, the market is still active. It's still here. Basically, the market has just gone flatline for months on end, Right. okay? Um, now, you can argue this can develop into this, yeah? I'm mm-hmm. not saying this isn't the bottom, but it's certainly not indicative of the bottom at the moment. There's lots of other factors I would throw into it um, as well. But I would primarily look for, for look at momentum. I would, I do use, I'm going to shill uh, Brad, your other company, um, uh, Material Indicators. Please and do. I'm gonna say, again, if you, me, sorry, just to, I better take this off because I have to log in. I don't want to give out my login. Um, <laughs> Okay, so if, again, if you take a tool like this, um, which is order flow, so I'll, I'll try. Oh, no, sorry, man, I need to. Uh, it's my fault, I'm requesting too Ooh. much data. Um, Those green wallets are moving, man. Oh, they were. Sorry. Again, time frame cancer. So, for yeah. those of you who who don't use this tool, I, I would strongly recommend it. It breaks up orders by size okay so you can see what the big guys are doing and what the little guys are doing okay so it tracks them and then it it, it spreads them out so you know you can look at this pump and it's fairly clear it's being driven by driven by you know pretty large stats but that's some point if you zoom out okay and i'm gonna remove all the small order classes okay and i would say that you can see that this was the effective top of the market here okay because these guys just got out yeah and they've just been selling the market ever since okay yep for there to be accumulation we will see some kind of uptick before price takes off because the smart guys okay will begin to start buying into the market during that accumulation period okay and do you know what evidence we see of it? Absolutely fucking zero. Right. Absolutely. 
Um, so again, tools like this, looking at order flow and um, also thinking of the market. And I mean, if you're kind of a, if you look at the market, there's really two things that you're, you know, when you look at, look at participants, think about participants in the market. And what I would say by that is you, smart, tra smart traders, professional traders, full-time traders, whatever word I'm going to use, okay, tend to think of the market as having three types of players, yeah? Um, informed money, uninformed money, and market makers who are just the, beat, you know, who are just filling a spread. So if you ignore market makers, what you're really trying to do is identify what the informed money is doing in the market, okay? And... So, <laughs> Jesus, Ed, I'm a big lad, you know that. Thanks for the pints the other night, mate. <laughs> um, That's great. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, Ed. Yeah, awesome. welcome, buddy. We love that. <laughs> so, so whatever way you do it, some people can use it via Wyckoff distribution analysis the way material indicators do it is by looking at different size of orders and you know a a whale can pretend to be a shrimp but a shrimp can't pretend to be a whale so if you see the whales beginning to take up something's up yeah and yeah. looking at the order book but mostly it's just loss of momentum but what to me and if you combine all three of these kind of things technical momentum and order flow you're going to get pretty damn close to the bottom. Yeah, close enough. Again, remember, we're talking about holding a trade here over a year, year and a half, okay, that we can leverage to print a whole load of money. Um, how did I know it was the bottom the last time? That was easy. That was COVID, man. That was that was um, just absolutely clear that, 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 um, that the reflect, again, technically, technically, the moment that we didn't technically break, i.e. close a full week below the 200 MA, it was Rocket Moon Lambo, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we bottomed here because of the 200 weekly. This time is different. We've lost it, but that's okay. But fundamentally, loss of momentum is where you begin to get interested. And if you're T-whopping, and even if you're not convinced, what you can do is spread it over 200 days, Yeah. Right. Okay. This doesn't happen as fast as it feels like it happens in, you know, out in CT where, oh, it's, you know, the God candle and all of this stuff. Yeah, it's all bullshit because we're trading over significantly large time frames. Um, and that's what I'd say. The DCA model is fine for shorter time frame trades, for swing trades or, or for scalps. I think the TWAP model for positional trading because you, you can just go through your, the chart yourself and see you've got all the fucking time in the world, yeah? Yeah. Literally. Don't FOMO. Mm. Build something for, 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 for the longer time frame. And, you know, instead of, you know, three twenty five percent you know, do, do, do 101 percent Right. Yeah. Because, like because, because you will catch a far better entry in these types of, you know, loss of momentum scenarios, yeah? And you don't have to FOMO into it. And again, you know, 
you know, I would say to people, split your stack. Yeah. So if you're going, look, I'm, I'm going to have, you know, $5,000 for five different coins for, for or whatever it is that are term trades. Yeah. These are, these are, I'm trading these for the cycle. Yeah. This is right. my, you know, if it's Bitcoin 10X, you know, if it's Ethereum minus 2X, um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Solana plus 100X, I don't know, whatever the fuck, yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is that, that you're holding them and you're building them slowly and you enter and exit slowly. That, that is literally, by the way, what accumulation and distribution is. Right. Okay? Accumulation is a TWAP. It's a period of time where the big money is getting in slowly so as not to cause the price to rise. And distribution is where the big money is leaving slowly in such a way as not to cause the price to drop. Right. You know, these fuckers know what they're doing. <laughs> so yeah. why not copy them? Yeah. 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 You know, nah, that makes total know. sense, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and again, I think these things are a lot more obvious than, than, than people think they are. I mean, you know, um, it does, you know, even missing, even missing a few points doesn't mm. really make any difference if you can get the basic cycle right, yeah? Uh, and again, you just look for loss of momentum, yeah? Loss do of interest you, in the market. Do you feel what, like what? Um, breaking the 200 that you're kind of in a new game this time around? Or do you feel like... You're it, it, it was kind of predictable this time around because, again, most people hate Elliott Waves, but 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 Bitcoin since its inception has been completely compliant with Elliott Waves. This is the first time, the first wave move that allowed us to technically lose this top and the 200, yeah? Right. Um, we're also coming in, by the way, into a uh, 50, um, 200 death cross. So, um, you know, the, the is this the bottom? I have two views. I'm pretty, still pretty firmly of the view that we're gonna, we're gonna bottom end of this quarter, early next quarter. I can see a case where we, it could be September of next year um wow there's a poss there is a possibility for that but but my kind of preferred option is still there i'm still looking in the kind of 10 to 12k but even if i decided to and i'm, I'm not suggesting people do yeah yeah e even even if you decided to start you know doing 150 day twop now i think you'd be okay nice yeah so again nice. it's this way of thinking about it that, that again, this is what the big boys do. Yeah, they, right. they do this. Um, we're not doing it like this because our stacks are going to cause the market to pump or dump. Yeah, but right. we're doing it because the model is actually a very good model. Right. You know, this model of just slowly, slowly chipping away at it. And then when you're getting out again for this trade, slowly, slowly, you know, accumulate yourself and distribute yourself even if you're only trading a thousand bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever the number is yeah right. and keep your head and and then start to look for you know turning points like loss of you know again like loss of uh, momentum and so on yeah well it certainly seems like those strategies you know number one give you a better chance at, at maximizing uh, rather than trying to time um and also gives you better peace of mind uh, from that perspective, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you could your, your timing here can be three to six months, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, I know everybody wants to be a billionaire tomorrow, yeah, yeah, but, of course. But, but um, you know, and 
I'm talking about specific, you know, again, the high, the year, two year long trades here. Yeah. Right. Where, where you're, you know, you're looking to get, if you believe, you know, that Solana is going to run back up to, you know, $500 or whatever the hell. Yeah. Well, you know, $13, $12, um, whatever, even if it goes down to $3, you're going to get a very good entry over the next 100, 100 150 days. Yeah. You know, time weighted average average entry. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What's go ahead, Joe? Uh, no, I was just going to say one thing I noticed, um, Sean, with that strategy of like the 100, 150 day, even if you look at it's almost like if it touches or gets close to the 200 day moving average, you could start initiating it within some percentage of that number. Because even if it, like you look at the black swan with COVID, even if you started buying in there, you know, you're, you didn't miss much. If it no, drops down that, another, yeah. That's the other thing, you know, again, for, for cycle length trades, yeah. But because again, there's, there's a percentage game here, yeah. If we mm -hmm. go up, you know, 50% or, you know, 20,000 and something, yeah. But the difference between 200,000 and 20,000 and 200,000 and 16,000 is not that great. Yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. So again, it's this mentality of, of um, you know, Thinking of your entries relative and how you enter relative to the time frame of the trade. Yeah. Sure. If you're doing an hour long trade, you shouldn't be dewapping. It makes no sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Of course. You should be doing some fairly aggressive DCAing. But if you're looking at a cycle long trade, which are, again, in my opinion, some of the safest trades or really semi investments, yeah, then um, scaling in and out over, over periods of months. Um, is going to give you, in my opinion, one of a very decent part of a position you can then play with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, let, mm -hmm. let's say you did this with, you know, with Bitcoin, you know, when we get down to 13 or, or whenever, if you started today, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, it, it actually doesn't matter, by the way, because I would say to you, if you started today, do it over 150 days. And I and if you start, you know, as we get nearer to the bottom and you do it over, you know, a hundred days, I don't actually think there'd be a lot of difference between your entry prices at the end of it. Right. Right. Makes sense. Uh Niblet says I'd rather avoid seeing Sean's bottom. Dude, there are very few people have had that privilege. <laughs> not not sure if Ed saw it in, in, in the other day in McDade's, but uh, that's a bit of a blur. <laughs> Um, this is fantastic, man. That's yeah. great. I, again, start with all of this stuff. Zoom out. You know, if you're if you're doing an hour long trade, yeah, start with the four hour charts. Yeah, but yeah. if you're, you know, always have a contextualize it. Um, <coughs> again, they're not that. If if this is the bottom range, <laughs> we're going to do something like this or this. Yeah, we have not had enough time, and we've no evidence whatsoever of accumulation. Yeah, none. <laughs> Like let's there's talk literally no physical evidence of accumulation. Nothing's happening. Nothing's um, happening. Let's let's talk about the the timing and sizing of the shorts that you're doing on the way up. Uh, okay, so I I um okay, so I'm kind of lucky. I'm kind of long from down here somewhere. Okay, right. <laughs> so, Nothing um, to lose. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah, but, Life but, is but, easy. But but here's my point, yeah. I mean 
it doesn't matter if you look at that and I go, it's just a trend. I could just have easily have sold and rebought, sold, rebought. I'd be bankrupt now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that, you know, um, you know, I do believe this bottom may be a generational bottom. In other words, this may be one of those that you actually don't want to scale out of, you want to trade against. Um, because to explain my opinion on that, oh, my bloody charts, is that if you look at this as an Elliott wave structure, an Elliott wave structure is very simple. It's a one, two, three, four, five, ABC, and then the whole thing starts again. And the reason that this time is different, macroeconomics aside, is that this time is the first time we've ever gone below a previous high, which again is allowable. But, mm. but what Elliott Waves would say is that when we bottom here, that should be the bottom for another decade. Wow. All right. So again, with Bitcoin, okay, to be absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely clear, um, I would not, and again, this is not anti-anything anti because, again, one of the great myths of, of altcoins that people forget because they're looking at their own dollar value. They don't realize that I believe there's only one or two altcoins that have ever done better in their second cycle relative to Bitcoin. Okay. And and again, if if you, I mean, it's quite easy to say, I mean, if we bring up even S, yeah, your beloved S. Okay. And we compare. um, Don't forget Brad's favorite is Hex. Don't forget about that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) If you look at the all-time high before for the last cycle, it was up here. This cycle, it didn't do it, Jess. So this is relative to Bitcoin. Okay, right. you right. can look at I don't know, pick Litecoin, yeah. Um, almost every time, so again, ever decreasing all time, all time highs, yeah. Right. Relative to Bitcoin, okay. Right. right. You can look at my beloved XMR, who I heard Joe talking about the other day. Um, I still have my yeah. stack of it. Um, again, all time, you know, all time high all-time high. It's always lower. Right. So not, nothing anti-shitcoin about it, but history says that the next big winners in the shitcoin casino are nothing that existed in the last cycle. Right. Yeah, again, that's just the history. That's just the history. We're, we're, yeah, that's just what the historical... What, you know, considering is. how many tens of thousands there are, I think there were only one or two that better in the next cycle okay. relative to Bitcoin. Now, if you're looking at it in dollars, it will print higher in dollars, but it won't appreciate as much relative to the gold standard, which is Bitcoin, i.e. you would have been better with Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, again, that's that's not anti-shitcoin. It's nothing. I'm just going, if you're picking your favorite altcoin from the last cycle or you're holding your bags, um, and history will say that it's not going to run as high this cycle relative to Bitcoin. Right. Um, right. And that's history. And maybe there's real reasons for that. And we could probably disagree on them. But um, what we have had is every cycle, it's been some new coin, okay, that didn't exist in the previous cycle that actually ran the hardest. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you were doing your your, your 10 top picks for, for, for next year, um, I, I would look for coins in which there's nothing to the left of the chart. 
It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, I don't know, Cantos I was looking at looks kind of curious to me. Uh, again, not advice, uh, but there's not a lot to the left of the chart to impede it. Right. Um, so um, that, that's another thing I would say to be a little bit careful of when you're, when you're considering cycle length trades is that that's the history. This kind time can be different, but this time would be different if your favorite coin from the last cycle exceeds its all-time high relative to Bitcoin. Right. Um, right. And so, again, just something to consider. And and I don't, I mean, I'll do exactly the same thing with shitcoins, by the way. And, um, you know, when I think the bottom's in, I'll be off, you know, looking at, looking at, you know, easy trades. I mean, for me, you know, I'm no fan of Solana any more than I am of Ethereum. To me, they're the same thing, yeah. Okay, but for me, three dollars to thirty—it's just an automatic ten x. Yeah, right. So I'll just be accumulating in and around the kind of three to five dollars, and I already already have orders to get the fuck out of it at thirty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> even though I think it will probably run to a hundred, hundred and fifty, I don't think it'll exceed last. But it's just an it's just an easy trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the um, and I will be looking at kind of the other things, but again. It, Historically, if you look at how altcoins run, how altcoins perform in a cycle, the ones that run hardest the first are the ones that continue to run. So you're almost, historically speaking, you were always better to wait to see what narrative developed. Yeah. Let the horse out of the gate a bit and then jump on it. Makes sense. Makes um, sense. And that's not to disrespect all the research that, that people like Chizzy and Nibbus and, and, and yourselves do. But I'm going, if you're just looking at it from the point of view of making money, yeah. Um, yeah, we're canceling we're the better show. better off not actually researching anything other than the price. This will be our last show. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> Niblet says, when looking at these charts, are you just reacting to numbers or are you in what the numbers mean, including sentiment, human psyche, et cetera, and acting on that. I, again, I'm, I've been trading for, for, for a long time. Okay. The charts tell me everything I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would say that everything is baked into that and that chart patterns, which a lot of people say TA is meaningless. And I go, yeah, no, you're just wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Something like Bitcoin is so technically compliant, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. it's actually if you can be good at TA, um, you you it's just a, it's an ATM. Yeah, you can just use it to withdraw money. Yeah, it's awesome. And when you combine that with a few other indicators, and again, people over indicator, people have this tendency to have five thousand. I mean, you look at my charts; I really don't keep much on them. Right. Um, and you know, I do actually make some money in this game. So, so again, I think that chart patterns are things that people, people shun and they replace with sentiment and all of this. I go, look, that's all baked into the chart. Yeah. I was going to say, so, isn't that, that's where the TA analysis comes from anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, TA is primarily geometrical. Yeah. And it's one of these things that, that in, People find it difficult to understand how it works or why it works. Um, and in a way, it doesn't matter. It does work. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it, it's more than good enough to generate profits. Um, let, you know, the further down coin market cap you go, 
the less and less. Right, and the less and less they're going to stick with the rules. Well, well the, the more I, I would say the more and more um, manipulated they are because the lower right. the market cap, the easier for traders. And that doesn't mean the team or anybody. I'm not saying that. Traders, yeah? yeah. yeah? People yeah. go, hey, that thing's, you know, uh, you know, for 5 million, I can move at 10%. And right. make 20, yeah? right? So, you know, the lower liquidity, the lower the market cap, the more prone to whale games it is. It's it's kind of only really Bitcoin and Ethereum that are, are of, of the, there's such liquidity and it takes so much money to move them that you get very few unpredictable moves. Yeah. Right, that are not Makes technically sense. compliant. Once you go down the food chain, and again, this is no, I'm not saying anything about any project at all but i'm just saying it's the nature of trading that that if somebody can cause something to happen for five million and make a 10 million profit they will with five million you're you're not going to take bitcoin yeah yeah absolutely no and and look and and you're more impacted things by cascading liquidations on the lower end and all of those other things where people are leveraged up so it makes sense um you were going to talk a little bit about how you're picking your shorts or how you're finding those yeah, and again, it's it's primarily technical. Yeah, so um, I would again. Sorry, let me clear all this junk off here. Yeah, so I, again, I'm just looking for areas of you know people don't like technical analysis, and I go maybe you should. So you know, one of the fundamental things of technical analysis is oh, hang on, let me delete all of this rubbish. Uh, there's concept of support resistance. Yeah. Sure. Um, or the left-hand side of the chart, okay, right. as we call it, okay? So, you know, there's some fairly obvious things that when you look at a chart that prices that have had significance in the past re- remain to have significance. So this was, a, this was an initial support position. It was tested, it was tested, it was tested. It was tested so many times it was going to break, yeah? Right. But why did it go to this price? Well, it went to this price... Because again, this is technical support and resistance. Yeah. Right. So what you're looking for in support and resistance is something that's tested on the way up. Again, go to weeklies, is broken through and tested on the way down. We can now say this is a significant price. Right. Yeah. So if the price comes down here, it's almost certainly at least going to bounce. Yep. Yeah. So again, these are really, really simple technical tools but incredibly useful um you know people always say to me well you know why did we stop at 138 here and i'd say do you want to know it's completely simple why we stopped at 138 um during that um during that bull run okay simply because it was the monthly all-time high to the dollar <laughs> so again by and again this is what i'm talking about by starting with higher time frames okay all of a sudden and again why it makes no sense for us to bottom here if we bottom it'll be this magic 13.8 number yeah right so makes sense you know, a few simple tricks like that again looking for things that are support and resistance so again what what you could argue here uh, i've been calling 13.8 by the way since here okay right. <laughs> that's not to say and the reason being i like this where we got a test a breakthrough and a retest here we got a test, a breakthrough, and we're going to get a retest. That, that, that's an area of significant interest to me, okay, to start looking at accumulating. Yeah, makes sense. So, again, none of this is, 
So for Rocket shorts, you're I, looking for the resistance lines to play that. Yeah. Support resistance, but start at monthly, yeah, and zoom yeah. out. And, and, and you'd be surprised at how confluent. Like, why did we bottom here? Yeah, oh, that's pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the reason is because higher time frame traders, money flows on these signals. If you want a, an understanding of why this happens, it's actually because it causes money to flow. So sure. when we, we topped here at 13.8, okay, the, the, the kind of pro traders, again, the full-time traders, they're not looking at wicks. Yeah? They're looking <clears> at <throat> monthly closes. And they're going, okay, this is a yearly close, a monthly close, and a quarterly close. That was an important price, yeah? Mm -hmm. Price is not going to be ignored on the way up. Right. Yeah. Right. The second time it tested it, it went through. Yeah. So, you know, response, rejection, retest, up. Now we're going to test it again, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Uh, so, 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 technical trading, as much as people, um, hey, Nicola. He says, I, 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 I would say. I would say for, for my own personal view on longing the market is that I would not, I would not long at anything other than spot. Um, the, several reasons for that. Um, the first reason and the most obvious reason is that if you're longing um, a perp contract into a bull run, you're going to get gang raped by, by fees. Yeah, because as price goes up, remember fees always favor the shorts, yeah, yeah. or offset to the shorts. You're just going to give back so much of your profit. And I wouldn't have a leveraged long term trade. Um, so I would say spot on a ledger, let it run. Yeah, I mean, right. once they take you to get off a ledger, 30 minutes, half an hour, it's not a rush. Yeah, <laughs> right, um, right. No, particularly when we're talking about trying to get out, you know, over, you know, over months timeframes mm -hmm. rather than that. Uh, in terms of, again, Brad, picking spots, you know, it, it's fairly simple. You, you, you're, you're looking at monthly closes, you're looking at momentum, you're looking at rejection candles, and you're looking high time frame. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, um, just so, so everybody weekly, down daily and then down into the kind of you know what it, I, I remember the further you go down in time frame the more random the price movement okay right. the higher the time frame the far easier it is to actually see the picture yeah see the patterns yeah, yeah. Now, for everybody listening on the podcast later uh, nicola had asked uh, wouldn't using cross leverage be a better strategy than dcaing your longs while getting a higher entry price he said, assuming you start at the bottom or close to it. So that's what Sean was just uh, responding to. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, I wouldn't hold a, 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 even if the position is on leverage, i.e. it's a sub-spot uh, perp trade, okay, you're going to pay funding. Now, you can use futures trades, but futures trades, you know, will have a three or six, 12-month expiry. I just prefer to go, look, I'm going to buy my spot bags of, whatever i'm in bitcoin so you know i'll buy some shit coinery spot bags you know over 100 150 days i'll stick them on a ledger and then i'll start worrying about them in six to 12 months right and i, and I would imagine that they'll have done okay um and um i will start then to look at and again with bitcoin i'll be you know my definition of what I do at the bottom of Bitcoin is I'll start to close out my shorts. Yeah. But I'm long already. Right. 
so I'm not. I don't need to switch long. I'm. I'm. I'm always in bitcoins. So when I close my shorts, it's just more bitcoin, and then I'll. I'll basically look to start. Where am I going to short the next bull run? Since I'm. Since I'm long. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but again, that's simply. But again, I would say to people that that you know this time is different. I think that, and I'm saying this w- w- without trying to to sound like a maxi. I think you. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I mean this seriously. I, I think you yeah. might be very well advised to look at a longer-term accumulation hold of Bitcoin this cycle. Yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Makes total um, sense. Because, again, if my wave count is right, this is, once we bottom here, this is probably a 10-year hold, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't mean that you can't trade against it. And, again, one people say to me, oh, my God, you're, I go, yeah, but trust me, I'm trading against those positions, you know, every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, every single day I'm trading against them. Roberta says, for opening shorts in order to take profit, what are you doing when we are in price discovery area so that we don't have candles of the past? Um, you, you, could, you can do fairly simple things like FIB extensions are always good. Yeah, so again, you know, again, to get into some kind of technical mumbo jumble that most people would just fucking hate. Um, but if I take a FIB extension here from here to here, uh, let me just set this up. Sorry if you can't see it. So let's just add in some 168s and 268s. And surprisingly, we topped exactly at the 168 FIB extension. Right. So for price discovery, again, starting with big, long monthly candles, look at the significant last down move, which wasn't this, and you'll find that actually we topped at the um, 618 FIB extension, the 1618 FIB extension. Hmm. very nice yeah. very nice and again that and 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 also just to say like i have no problem but because of the way i will be entering a short i have no problem building a short all the way up here because of the way i i will do it is is add take out the ad and, and i will be constantly looking to manage my short average entry moving up with price yeah so then, even if I fall asleep or have a boating accident, okay, I have a short near the top and I have a long near the bottom. Everything is trapped, yeah? All my profit. Price can go anywhere at once and my profit is locked. That's beautiful. Um, That's so, yeah, during these kind of runs, I'm, I'm always throwing a little bit of short at it, yeah? Just always. Why not? Um, mm-hmm. And what I'm really about, about doing is to um and again a different way to think about this is i'm just going to look my average entry for shorts here i'm trading to bring my up average entry for short up with the bull run yeah that's all yeah because if i'm long here and i'm short here this retained profit is is going nowhere in the event of something like this but also i will look then to take profit on this keeping my long from here, take profit on this, and then let it run up again, rinse and repeat, yeah? So, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, I, I'm, pr- I'm probably making it sound simpler than it is, but, but it's not as complicated. <laughs> no, but it's not as complicated as people think it is, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you know, there's some really obvious signs that, that even if you miss getting out here, which was technically the correct place to get out, I know that sounds funny, when we went higher, as soon as we, we, we faked this out, yeah, like you should be gone. Yeah. Uh, soon as, as soon as we, we, we 
you know, did what they call a swing fell pattern, and then we faked this out. Like, super cycle my bollocks. The only, the only way we were going was down to hell, yeah. Um, well, and it's interesting how desperately people want to hang on to that vision every time they're up, um, that it's going to go further and they're scared to death to get out. Um, and, and, and the same applies here, by the way, Brad. I mean, people get stuck in narratives, yeah? Yeah. Be yeah because the narratives are so have worked and made the money for, for so long and we're human our brains you know love to just rinse and repeat all the time yeah sure okay there's equally a danger that bears like me get caught in this narrative yeah right yeah and, and any up movement we're going oh it's not the bottom yeah well nothing nothing is guaranteed but we can at least see these kind of you know, you know a, a classic a classic indicator again at very high time frames of these kind of double taps yeah yeah okay you you can even see it at the top here in in in, in 2017 at weekly where um we we went up you know after the initial crash um we you know we went back up and tested and the market just said no again this this is time to be gone from this market yeah right right um same here we went up got rejected we got into the range and then the only way was up. Okay, so again, lots and lots of difference. You can see it here again. We we tried, we retried, we failed. Get out, just get out. Yep. It's yeah. over. Um, I would technically say the bear market started here, and this is just the bear market rally. Uh, Roberta says, on the way up, and and you have open shorts. Are you also closing them when you think the retracement is done, or do you keep them open until the end of the cycle? Okay, so I. Again, for my longer term shorts, uh, Robertus, what I will be doing is, you know, I'll have a short and the market runs away from me. I'm okay with that. I, I will seriously, aggressively DCA it to bring the average back, the average entry upward price, and then I'll take out my DCA money. So if I want $100 short in the market, you know, and we run up and we get to an area like this, I will simply go, okay, cool. For this length of trade, yeah, cool. I'll 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 move that from a hundred dollars to five hundred. My average entry is dragged all the way up, and I'll take out my four hundred. So my hundred dollars that was short here is now short here. Yeah, yeah. And then when I start to see this, I will start to add to the hundred dollars because I reckon okay, it's there. But I, I would always keep it. Yeah, I would always keep something there, primarily because I get just paid a shit ton of funding for being short in a like in in this last bull run it was a 38 percent return in funding just for holding a short damn yeah damn um and again i know they're not you know you know celsius numbers or whatever you know well maybe they are <laughs> i don't know but i mean you know people got, but, but like i'm cool with that's <laughs> double that's double terra numbers dude is it okay <laughs> Maybe it all is a Ponzi then. Um, but, <laughs> but but again, so I, I, I in these lands, of, when I'm trading smaller time frames, it's very different. But I think as we, we hopefully come towards the bottom here, what I would, you know, my major advice to people is just zoom out. Yeah? Yeah. Don't get caught up in, in it. Um, and don't, if, if there's a knife catch to be had, I think you'll know about it. You know, there'll be some global news. It's not going to be just a crypto-related thing. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. be like 3AC. Nobody cares. If there's this type of an event, um, 
that will cause the Fed and others to start printing just go all in long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they're incredibly rare. In fact, right. in the history of Bitcoin, that is the only one. The rest of them, you've got so much time. So I would just say, again, there's a really good thing to go spot long on a 100, 150 um, um, day purchase. Okay. Um, ignoring the, 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 the kind of micro movements of the price. And the way to ignore the micro movements of the price is to look at monthly candles. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Because you begin to see how irrelevant that 10% here, 5% there actually makes in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Absolutely. What um, What's your proportional for you, proportional, the, the quantity of um, the ratio of uh, long and shorter time frame trading that you do in terms of the, you know. I mean, I'm maximum, the, the maximum short I've ever been is this cycle, which is, 30% of my stack. Okay. Yeah. And and that's and that is simply because I will not put more than 30% of my stack onto a centralized exchange. Right. Yeah. Because you know, as much as I trust in relative terms my trading venue, right. Um I'm, I'm not that interested in losing it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Um and it happens. And again, I got caught this cycle as well by um, SBF and so on and that happens. I got caught last cycle by Craptopia, and you know, <laughs> you know, it just happens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, sure. so um, so that that's okay. But but again, from my position, I'm not trading dollars. I'm only ever trading Bitcoin, um, and I would never have more than thirty percent of my stack on exchange. And again, I think I said this before, but really recommend people do this in my kind of lower time frame. Um, scalping stuff, I will take a percentage of every week's profit and put it into my own on-ledger insurance fund so that when I do lose money to an exchange, I've got more than that already put away as still my exchange stack, yeah? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, so again, you know, hopefully this time is different, but it's not going to be, we'll have another SPF, you know, some, you know, that, that shit just, just happens every cycle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what did we have last cycle? Quadriga, oh, Craptopia. Yeah. I can't even. Yeah, there's always that. some. Always. Yeah, there's always somebody. Yeah. And, and, always. and um, yeah, there you go. Sean, that's fantastic, man. Those were great lessons for everybody. Uh, really appreciate you doing it yet again. Dude, and again, apologies about yesterday, but um, ah, no need. But, um, there you go. Family and, first. Um, yeah. I, I, my, the only thing I'd say to people is like, Seriously, try looking at monthly charts and ignore the noise if you're going yeah. to take longer. You know, if you're buying your 10 for the year, which I, I saw you guys um, talking about, um, which again is a cool idea. Yeah. You know, maybe T-wrapping that isn't a bad idea. And I like look, that. Just look at the monthly candles. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. That's a great idea, man. That's a really good idea. Uh, yeah. We posted your top 10 yesterday. I saw that. And it was 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I was thinking about it. Right? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Cantos just because you guys talk about it. Yeah, I presume you know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Good luck with that. I am joking, by the way. I, I know you know what you're talking about. I, I kind of like, I like the name, but I'm definitely gonna take some Sal. Um, and then on the others, I'm just gonna wait to see what runs. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, stepping up to be SPF. <laughs> R- Roberta says, awesome show. Thank you very much. Euphoric says, I'll be the next SPF if I can also get the mansion and drug-fueled orgies. <laughs> uh, not great. for very long. <laughs> uh, Shizzy said, just a plug, but if anyone wants to hear Sean and Joe's life story, I'm going to have them on my show Sunday. Brad, got to get you next. That sounds great, man. I will be dude, listening dude, in. This is the first I've heard about my life story. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was suggesting it's my life story. Yeah, and you're you know, recorded for later insomnia use, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, Sean, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody, thank you for participating. Shizzy Euphoric, Robertus, Nicola, Niblets, Ed, thanks for joining us today. Uh, James, I think I covered everybody. Uh, Chuck, really appreciate you guys being here. Love your uh, participation, and it helps a lot to help things move along. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review us. If you're listening on YouTube, please click the thumbs up and uh, make sure you subscribe and click the alert button. Joe's joining us from the road, uh, all bundled up there in the cold parts of uh, of the United States. She says, great show, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Appreciate everybody joining us. Take care, everybody. Take it easy. Cheers. Thanks, Bye man. Away. Have a good one. Thanks, week. guys. All right, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.